if you're listening to this podcast, and I don't know why the hell you wouldn't be if you're not listening to live, but anyway, if you're listening to the podcast, it's after 11.59 Eastern on Wednesday, we could very well be in the first stages of a lockout, Major League Baseball lockout. Now, as someone who's covered five of these, not lockouts, but five labor negotiations, my advice to you is going to be, if that happens, stay off social media and relax. Doesn't mean there aren't going to be any games played. Doesn't even mean there ain't going to be spring training. So, I understand that a lot of baseball fans haven't been through one of these things before. Trust me. World isn't going to end. Not going to miss any regular season games. It could get nasty. Could get funky. But, uh... It's just business. It's Blair and Barker. We have the little, what do we have? Two, two. You got about 14 hours that we can still talk about baseball. I guess 14 hours for something to happen in the uh, rapidly developing baseball free agent market. Of course, if there is a lockout, as of right now, we believe that if there is a lockout, all the off-season business shuts down. Now there's, Kevin, there's kind of conflicting stuff being said. There are, generally in a lockout, players aren't allowed to use club facilities. And we talked to Danny Jansen yesterday, and Danny Jansen, you know, made it pretty clear that the players are making plans in case that happens. There seems to be a thought out there that players who are rehabbing from injuries can use club facilities. Uh, We'll we'll wait and see once this, this, you know, if there is an announcement, the details when they come out, we'll wait and see. But throwing that out there, the reason I'm talking about a lockout is there are a lot of free agents out there right now who have not yet signed. Steven Matz isn't one of them. He's with the Cardinals. He'll join us at 1030. Robbie Ray has been announced as a member of the Seattle Mariners. Marcus Semyon's news conference is today, and at 3 o'clock today, the Jays will announce Kevin Gossman. Yesterday, I'm driving home and I get a text from our producer, uh, Mark Boffel, saying that Carlos Baerga on Twitter, or was it Twitter or Instagram? Sorry, Instagram. Thank you, Mark. Instagram posted a picture of Freddie Freeman in a Canada jersey and he's got flames, you know, Freddie Freeman, Jays, blah, blah, blah. Now, Freddie Freeman has played for Team Canada. His mother's Canadian. So, A, a couple of things about Carlos Baerga. One, he knows everybody in this front office because he's a Cleveland Indian. He's in the Cleveland Indians Hall of Fame. Two, he's a big deal in the game in Puerto Rico. He's a big deal in the game in general. He st- still, still keeps in touch with guys. Three, he broke the Yimmy Garcia signing before anybody else did with the Blue Jays. Four, I don't know about you, Barker. I thought Freddie, Fre- I thought Freddie Freeman would be one of the first guys to go. Either he'd sign six years at 180 with the Braves or he'd be someplace else. I didn't think we'd be sitting here. You know, and the thought process is that it takes roughly 48 hours or so to get all this stuff processed. So the thought process is that if Freddie Freeman hasn't agreed with somebody right now, that if, if, if any of these free agents haven't agreed with somebody right now, it's almost impossible for them to have a contract before a lockout comes into effect. Mm-hmm. Now, Freddie Freeman has apparently said, and I was not aware of this, so I'm going to let you explain it to me. Freddie Freeman, and we'll talk about Freddie Freeman and where he'd fit in with the Jays. 
Why would he fit in with the Jays? Oh. You said Freddie Freeman said he's already made his decision up, but he's just not announcing it? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's what I'd heard uh, yesterday that he had mentioned that. But I, I just don't see. It sounds to me like the Braves are, in my mind, I have no idea about this, and I'm not behind closed doors. And I, I haven't talked to Alex Anthopoulos about this, and nor would he tell us anything about this. I, but I, I, I would think that it sounds to me like just on the outside looking in, that the Braves basically said to Freddie Freeman, okay, we're probably not going to give you six years at $180 million. We might give you five at a, at a number, whatever that number is. If you think you can go on the market and get six for 180 go ahead and try. And that's sort of what it sounds to me like. That doesn't, that's not what it sounds like to you like. And I, and I will say, you know, they oops and fell in a World Series last year. <laughs> that, does that give them a little bit of a, of a, 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 a reset time now that they could go okay we didn't really don't want to give a 31 year old a six-year deal but if you can go out and get it somewhere else like the dodgers like the blue jays like any other team that like the yankees like the red Sox, any team that would want to give you six years that you that they think that would make your team better and and if it's national league teams that are that are adding the dh next year if you think you can go out and get it it's just odd that that it's Freddie Freeman, the face of the Braves, and they haven't taken care of him when yes. I'm assuming they've made a ton of money with that playoff run last year that they made. And it's just a, it's just an odd little situation. I mentioned we know that Freddie Freeman, um, I don't know if I'd say considers himself to be Canadian, but he's played for he's committed to Team Canada. Uh out of respect for his his I believe it's his mother who was born in Canada. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, so he's been we we've adopted him. If he wasn't any good, we wouldn't. But we've adopted him because he's good. Like I wouldn't adopt him if I if he wasn't any good. Right. Yeah. Get your own citizenship, man. Sure. But if you can hit like that, yeah, yeah you could. Hell, never mind being a Canadian citizen. You can join the Blair family. I'll set a place for dinner. Wow. I'll, I'll set a place for you at the dinner table. That's awfully nice. I might even hang a stocking up for you at Christmas. Mm, you won't even do that for me. No. Freddie Freeman's agent, or I should say, his agency is Excel Sports. They also happen to represent George Springer. Now, they also happen to represent about 5,000 other major league players, but you get my point. They represent George Springer. Mm-hmm. Now, my first reaction when Carlos Bayerga sent this out on Instagram was, you don't they have a first baseman? Who, the Blue Jays? Yeah, but part of Carlos Bayerga's <laughs> Instagram was, Vladdy knows where third base is. Now, yeah. it's something we've, we've only kind of touched on. Because we just assumed Vladdy's going to be the first baseman and the Jays are going to have to address third base. And But this does bring back the notion of a slimmer, trimmer, committed Vladdy at third base. In other words, if you are the Blue Jays and you can't Fill that third base spot for whatever reason. Might you pivot? Look for a, I mean, you know, we talked about hitters that profile perfectly for the Blue Jays. Jose Ramirez profiles perfectly for the for the Blue Jays. Freddie Freeman is about, he's right out of central casting. He fits into that lineup. He He is everything they don't have right now. He's everything they don't have wrapped up in one player. Do you think Vladdy? Vladdy's told people he'll, he'll play third base. And keep in mind when the Jays scouted Vladdy, Kevin, that they, yeah. he didn't have a position. They said, where do you right. want to play? Yeah. He said, third base. And Alex Anthopoulos said, all right, grab a glove, go to third base. That, that's, that's really how it happened. Yeah. 
Can you see that happening? Could you see Vladdy moving off first to third base in order for a guy like Freddie Freeman to come to the Blue Jays? The, the, the sources that I have that are, that are about as close to Vladdy as you can possibly get has told me that he would like to be the best first baseman in baseball. That's defensively and offensively. But he also would love to play third base again. Like he, you know, you, you see him on Instagram jumping out of pools and yeah, he's trying to get in better I'm not shape. Not sure with that. Yeah, I saw. I, I'm not I, sure about that, man. I mean, it's a twenty, it's a twenty year old ish, just trying to be the best player he can possibly be. And and he's he's figured out that if he loses a little bit of weight and gets in better shape, bat gets quicker, it stays quick all year. And if it can stay quick all year with the bat to ball skills he has, sky's the limit. And he'll make a absolute Brinks truck amount of money. <clears> and that's what the ultimate goal here is. But Further, your point is if if they brought in Freddie Freeman, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is playing third base. Yeah, I don't the look, the Freddie Freeman thing. I, I admit when I when I first heard it, my my initial reaction is there's no way. Yeah, I don't know. Does Freddie Freeman come here for six and one hundred eighty? Six and well, that's what well, he asked for. Well, first, yeah, first of all, did the Jays offer six and one hundred eighty? Secondly. You know, does he come here if there's some sort of opt-out structure? I'm beginning to think now that every contract is going to have an opt-out structure. So six at 180 with an opt-out after your third year or an opt-out after your second year or whatever. Five and uh, you know what I'm saying? Throw get, the opt-out in. So basically say to Freddie, look, if you don't like it here. Yeah, if you give him six years and he opts out of the third year, you say go ahead. Yeah, because, he's, because then he's leaving. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He's leaving, then he's leaving, leaving like $90 million on the table oh, at 34 35 okay. if, if they gave Freddie Freeman $180 million for six years, that's all they did the rest of the offseason. Oh, I. Are they, are they winning the American League East? Yes. That's it. They yes. don't add another pitcher. Nope. They don't add another bullpen arm. Oh, they'll that's add. enough. No, I'm I mean they're, they're going to add a. You know, they can add a Matt Boyd or somebody. There's gonna, there's a ton of guys. I mean, they got Thomas Hatches of the world. Is Matt, right. Matt Boyd move the needle? Like, I, well, Kevin, they're not adding another pitcher. They're not adding anybody any a starting pitcher better than Kevin Gossman right now. No, no, no. I'm talking about depth. Better depth. Oh, than I they think have you now. could probably Anthony Kays and Thomas Hatches. If you of the go world, out and sign Freddie, if you go out and sign Freddie Freeman at six hundred and eighty, you can probably find one point five or two million dollars <laughs> to pay for some some well, I mean, fifth that, starter. Well, that tree's growing taller and taller. That's yeah. that's what you're come saying. On. Come on. If I'm you, just saying. If, if you go, if that's all, all they do. No, come that's on. It. If you go all in, if you go in and Freddie Freeman, I, I don't even think it's going to happen. Why are we? Talking? I don't either. But if you go in and Freddie Freeman, it up. if you go in and Freddie Freeman, you're not all of a sudden going to say, okay, we can't spend any more money. We're not going to. We're, we're not going to take a shot on a guy for one and a half well, or did. two million. They basically did it when they signed George Springer. Come on. They didn't. They tried to get Michael Brantley. They didn't. They tried to get Michael Brantley. Well, we they, don't know they, why they, that fell apart, but they tried to get Michael Brantley. I, all, all I'm saying is, yeah, I'll take Freddie Freeman and take my chances. I'm not saying I would, or would take you rather? Him would you rather? Let me ask you this. Okay, would you rather have? You're not going to add. You know, I mean, John Heyman just reported that there's a chance that the Reds might trade Sonny Gray today. So there's some arms that are in that market. But if you're the Jays, if you had Freddie Freeman, you haven't traded it. You, you still got everything to trade. You've got Probably. all. If you if you had Freddie Freeman as a free agent. To fill that position, you still got all those guys you would have traded for Jose Ramirez, so maybe you trade them for a pitcher. I'm just saying. I, I found it intriguing given the source, given that it was Carlos Bayerga, and mm -hmm. you know, given the fact that, hey, the Jose Barrios signing this year, yeah, who broke it? Radio guy in Puerto Rico. I'm just saying that there is... 
because of social media and everything now, there is a, you know, you, you, you can't yeah, just I, always assume that it's the national guys that are going to have think, some of those stories. I think also you got to tamper down your excitement because it's not the first time we've seen the Blue Jays thrown in on a bunch of players. Like, it's not the no. first time. So, you know, get too excited. But <laughs> Okay, you, you I, could, you're right. You I won't get excited about dream. You could dream. I'd rather talk that about, o- I'd rather talk about day, Anthony Kay uh, and Thomas Hatch and Freddie Freeman. I didn't say we did. We shouldn't be talking about I'd rather about talk it. about that. You can dream that how good that would look. What a healthy George Springer and Freeman and Vladdy and Bo hitting cleanup, Teoscar hitting fifth and Lorda sitting sixth. And then who cares who hits after that? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, that was fun. It was, uh, it is as I said, it, 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 it grabbed our attention. Uh, what else has happened since we were on, uh, since, since we, we posted the pod yesterday? And again, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. To the pod. You can get it wherever you get your favorite pod. Get it at Pods or Us if you want. Yeah. Well, my papa used to tell me it's not bragging if it's true. It's a pretty good podcast. You, if you want to know something about baseball and the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, tune into that one. Yeah, you can. Well, because you, you have Kevin telling you that. I haven't lied to him since. No. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk. I'm looking, I'm looking at. Shouldn't be looking at social media. Iglesias. We're talking about the Angels signed for what he signed for four for fifty three. Is that yeah, as a guy that we said we thought the Jays oh, should might be interested, but not in. for fifty three million. Four that's for fifty three. He's staying. In, he's was. staying in California. I, I got a rubber arm. He pitched multiple I innings. I mean, that's a perfect fit. The Angels for the Blue are Jays, but the Angels well, are a tire fire. They are just a freaking mess. Well, you know what it is too. They you, stink. You're, start, you're starting to notice that because of that six man rotation that they have. Who? What starting pitcher wants to go there on a six man rotation? I wouldn't, unless you way overpay for it and. You know, it's it's the the six man rotation because of of Otani is. I mean, it's a great thing that you're trying to keep one of the best players happy, but then there's everybody else. Everybody else can get you to where you ultimately want to go. Is it is it worth it? That's my point. Is the six man rotation is good for for certain players and then other players who who demand routines mm. and have to have that every you know you, you pitch after every four days. That's so we've also we, we we should talk about this. Last night was the non tender deadline, and what that means is teams had teams had to extend offers to all their players in their forty man roster yesterday, or those players became free agents. The Jays extended everybody with the exception of Bravik Valera. Oh. who's now a free agent. Some of the other names out there, because there were a number of, of players non-tendered by teams. Matt Boyd of the Tigers. He, of course, was uh, traded from the Jays to the Tigers as part of the David Price deal. Man, talk about a deal that turned into a whole lot of nothing, eh? Richard yeah. Rodriguez of the Braves, a guy the Jays have talked about in the past. He was a Pirates closer, and we've talked about the Jays looking for arms at the back end of the bullpen. Sticky and, stuff. And, and yeah, he, that's what I was going to say. Uh, he uh, he was one of those pitchers whose performance dropped off after after sticky stuff. Tim Locastro, an outfielder, one of the fastest players in baseball. Unfortunately, as they often say in this game, you can't steal first base. Ooh. If you could, he'd be in the roster. He's somebody would take him. Uh, Jason Adam, right-handed. But there's a bunch of there's a bunch of other a bunch of other arms out there. Chad Cool, a guy we've heard the Jays connected to in the past. Uh, Colin Moran, the Pirates, I believe he was non-tendered. But these, again, these are depth guys, fallback guys. These yeah. are guys that are probably going to end up, end up signing signing a a contract, a minor league contract with an invitation, uh, with an invitation to to spring training. 
And of course, if there is a lockout, they're going to go into this big pile of yeah, uh, the, the, of guys. And, and those who are the players you feel work. sorry for, because because those yes. those are the those are the fringe players. Yeah, they're the fringe who are players trying to get to the big leagues, and, and now they're and they're the guys heads. that they haven't been. I know they changed the deadline. To, left out. I, I changed the they changed the deadline because of the because of the possibility of work stoppage. But you know these guys haven't been out there. These guys have not been free agents for the past month when everybody was signing guys. So now all of a sudden they're without a job going into a lockout. And as we said, if we let's just assume the lockout goes through January and perhaps and guys don't start signing again until until February, there's going to be a feeding feeding frenzy. There's going to be a lot of guys out there. There're going to be a lot of guys out there begging for jobs basically. Yeah, it's going to be awful. That, that, that's the whole it's not the superstar. Superstars going to get their money. They they're not worried. Carlos Correa is he is he having bad sleeps no. at night? Absolutely not. He might he might go all oh, my my it's shrunk a little. The, the teams I may go to cuz <laughs> Detroit how dare you buy is, you know, it's that kind of thing but the superstars are going to get those money. Then it's everybody else is sitting around going, "Do I need to find work? Do I need to go outside of baseball and try and find a new career?" and I've been there before. I know how it feels. Not not wanting going through something like this, but the, the closer this thing gets to spring training, it gets a week or two to spring training. People like the names you just mentioned are forgotten about because mm-hmm. they're going to names that they they have a, a bigger track record that that you know have been to the big leagues and and perform well. And I mean, you can't really blame the organizations, but you feel sorry for the players like that who are just not going to get opportunities. And that's too bad. Maybe the best bit of news for Blue Jays fans yesterday is that Joey Wendell's out of the league. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Joey Wendell was traded uh, to the Miami Marlins. Are they trying, the Marlins? The Marlins are doing some – yes, they're they're putting some stuff together. I like what the Marlins are doing. They're locking up that young that young pitching core. Uh, look, the weirdest thing is, where do most players live in spring training when they're in spring training? Florida. They live in Florida or Arizona. Is there a a more Latino friendly city in the United States than Miami? I don't think so. I've, that should be a destination. That should be a destination for major. Like, I'll tell you, what, if I'm a major league player, seriously, yeah. If if I'm a major league player and you give me my choice of a place to live or play, especially if I'm a single dude, I'm going to Miami. Well, they got to show they want to pay big time money. Like like starts with a two. Right. Uh, that that's but they're, that, that's when you like what they're doing. Free agents there. I like the fact that they're locking up guys like like Alcantara. They've got really good young pitching. They've got more stuff mm-hmm. coming down the pipe. It it's going to be fascinating if the Miami Marlins get to a point where they step up and sign one of the one of the big guys. It may not be this year. A year or two years down the road, look out if the Marlins step up and decide that they are going to try to blow the doors off uh, off a free agent. I I like what the Marlins should. Now I threw out there in social media. If I'm, I, I don't know if the I don't know if Tampa Bay trades within the division. Would you have taken Joey Wendell and the Jays? I would. Would but you they, put, they're, put they're, a deal no, together? No, they're not going to there, do. There's it. no way the Rays are going to go. Hey, Blue no. Jays. But I'm saying I, you're trying to kick our butt. Yeah, you want this guy? It's pretty good. Thought about it for a minute. Thought about it for a minute. He looked good. He's exactly what you guys need. <laughs> guy can play multiple positions. I know. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're like you're, 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 you're oh, I, here. I am trying to be trying well, ahead of eleven fifty nine. I'm trying to be the dream weaver. Yeah, right. You know, right. I'm trying to talk Freddie about Freddie Freeman, Freeman and, and all this stuff. The world. And yeah, you're like, yeah. you know, you're you're the Grim <laughs> Reaper. You're in here with your scythe and your cape, and you're like slashing and uh, yeah. 
Again, oh, if they do that, they can't add any pitching. Slash. Occasionally, you'll you'll fall and dream at the same time, which is never a good thing. It's never a good thing. It's wishful thinking. We need to break, don't we, to get to uh, Stephen Matz? That's only twenty. Oh, break, break. You want to get one of you get all the time we can with him. Stephen Matz of the St. Louis Cardinals, former Blue Jays pitcher, joins us next. John Harper, baseball columnist with Sportsnet New York, will be along. Guy has literally written the book on the Mets a couple of times. We'll talk to him about Max Scherzer and everything going on. Everything going on with the New York Mets. Who's the manager? That's a good question. Bucky. Buck Showalter. <laughs> we think Buck Showalter is going to manage the Mets. Anyhow, we'll talk to John Harper about that. It's Blair and Barker, pre-lockout edition. On Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right, no more Christmas stuff. Hey, by the way, shout out to uh, Mark with a K. Oh, it's you. Oh, okay. Anyhow, I was about, I was sitting here looking up my cup of coffee. Seriously, it's it's amazing that you write stuff on sports. I, I was sitting here looking at my. He bought like four I, different I, things I that all had the same name on it. Anyhow, well, I was going to say I was going to apologize to a guy named Mark because I got your coffee. But anyhow, it's Bafo. So there you go. I'm sorry, just looking at it. You know, I mean, we've got the, hey, we've got hey, the break, hey, and I'm looking hey, at it. It says, it says right here, item two of two, <laughs> items in order, Mark. Yeah. During the break, he looks at me and says, oh, I took somebody else's drink. And I'm thinking, the same guy went and got four different drinks. They write the same name on four drinks. Do you ever do that when you go into uh, absolutely not? When you go into Starbucks, you ever give him a false name? One drink. You ever give him a false name? No. Like, what's your name? I'm proud of Kevo. Really? I quite often do that. What's your name? <laughs> Dieter. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. That's the name you pick. Yeah, Dieter. How do you spell that? Did they say that? How do you spell it? How do I spell it? Or how do they end? I mean, there's yeah. various ways. D i e t e r. That's how you spell it. Dieter. What's your name? Dieter. This is earth-shattering radio right here. Hey, congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles. Christmas time in hell in Baltimore. Well done. They've signed Rugnit Odur. Nice job by the Orioles. Yeah. That's good. Probably the only reason they signed him is because he slugged Jose Batista. You think that's why? Probably. They did it just to troll Blue Jays fans. But well, well done, Orioles. Rugnit Odur. Very nice. Good to see him back in the division. I'm always happy when good things happen to good people, especially at this time of the year. God. You don't like the Orioles, though. Oh, no, I hate the Orioles. Well, that guy, Not as that, much. that guy that you don't like has gone. Yeah. He's going to beat the Mets soon. I know, but still. Rude to no door. Back in the AL East. I just don't know why you just don't call up somebody else. Like, call up a young yeah, guy. Yeah, they got to spend uh, some see, money. They, they've got, I they mean, really? their, their payroll's like $4 million. If there's a, sal- if there's a salary minimum, they're going to have to pay somebody. Huh. Anyway, at one point, if you had told a Blue Jays fan, like, four years ago, Rudnado Odur signs with the Orioles, people would be, it would, like, if heads that, would explode. If there's a salary minimum, and say it's $100 million, and and the Orioles are at 40 how do you spend 60 in... 
I don't know, 30 days. Do you think Carlos Correa might be sitting there thinking, hmm, <laughs> the Orioles? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be tough. Uh, yes. Hey, Carlos, come to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. You can we, play we, with Rugnit Odor. We got to spend it somewhere. You can play short here if you want. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we are uh, just a little more than 12 hours away from the 11.59 deadline. I promise I'm not going to mention it every minute, but the 11.59 deadline, at which point we go into a lockout. We believe we're going to go into a lockout. It's entirely possible. They say, you know what? We've made enough progress. Is it really? No. Uh, A lot of free agents have already signed, including our next guest uh, who agreed to sign. The news conference has already been held. A four-year, $44 million contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. He is Steven Matz. Uh, he, of course, pitched for the Blue Jays last year. Had a terrific year, 14-7, and seven, a 382 ERA and 29 starts for the Jays. And as I tell people all the time, I don't even want to begin to imagine what last season, this past season, would have been like for the Blue Jays if Steven Matz and Alec Manoa hadn't, hadn't stepped up. That's well uh, said. It, it, it's true. It's true. And we're very pleased to be joined by Stephen Matt. Stephen, thank you so much for joining Kevin and myself. Congratulations on the deal. Having spent a fair amount of time over the years in St. Louis covering games. And I'm sure you've played there as well. You're going to a really good baseball market with a, a really good fan base. Uh, at the end of the day, what, you know, what did your decision come down to? Um, there was a, there was a lot of different things that went into my decision. Um, you know, um, the Cardinals were willing to go to four years, and they also checked a lot of boxes for me as far as the team. Um, I, I always admired that organization from afar. It's it's only a four and a half hour drive from my hometown. My wife is a musician, and she's traveling a lot. So as we begin to have a family, it it just seemed like a really good fit for me. Um, kind of up and down. So that was kind of all the things that went into my decision. Steven, Steven, is there an eye-popping thing that you learned about yourself as a pitcher from last year going into this year? Um, nothing eye-popping. Um, something that I said that Pete Walker really helped me with is really finding, um, I guess the best way to put it is um, finding my identity as a pitcher and like how I go about and what my stuff is, how it plays and, Pete Walker really helped me identify that. And so that was kind of the biggest thing, I would say. When you go through this process, and I, I, I saw the, the news conference you did in St. Louis, and you talked about the Zoom meetings with teams uh, and, and things of that nature. Were you surprised? I'm trying to figure out how to ask this, Steve. Were you, were you surprised how much work you had to do to come to a decision? And what I mean by that is, you know, did – that you and your agent have to go through a lot of analytical stuff. Uh, you know, you've talked about, obviously, the, the Cardinals' defense has to be a factor in this. Was the process a little more involved than you thought it would be, or, or did you kind of have an idea what, what this was going to be like? I didn't know how this was going to be like, and uh, the process was involved. Um, you know, I feel really blessed to have a lot of teams kind of make offers essentially and being able to pick. I mean, I feel like, you know, that's the point you want to get to in your career is make it free agency and have several options. And so I feel really blessed that I was able to have that. And uh, I was, it was, it was a really fun process because, you know, I'm just a fan of the game in general. I like the game of baseball. And so to meet with all these front office, these pitching coaches and 
learn about different organizations along the way and how everybody goes about their, their business and, you know, what they're looking to head towards. It, it, was, it was a fun experience for me, uh, big learning experience. Um, so I enjoyed that process. Y- Yachty Molina is a future Hall of Famer. He's coming back for one more year with, with the Cardinals. Uh, what have you observed uh, from afar uh, about him, and what are you looking forward to throwing to a guy like that behind the plate? Well, I mean, he's been so good for so many years. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think he's one of the best catchers in, in my generation that I've seen in the last since I've been watching baseball. So right there, I mean, you know, he's just a veteran guy. He knows how to call a game. He knows how to control the game. He's he's still, I mean, he's one World Series. And so he's, he's kind of the type of guy that you want to throw to, um, especially at this point in my career that, you know, it excites you when you see someone like that in the lineup that you're like, wow, now I get to throw to a legend. Honestly, he's going to, he's going to be a legend when it's all said and done in the game. So did uh, now, of course your, uh, your signing by the Cardinals was quite a story in New York. Nothing. You guys, nothing you said, frankly, but uh, it turned into a big story in New York. You are your Long Island guy, I believe. Uh, how much grief are you getting from folks back there? And I mean, family or, or friends? No, uh, not too much. Um, no, not at all, actually. My family's really excited for me. Um, you know, once you get into the game, the fan part of it kind of comes out. You recognize that it's a business. My family understands that as well. They're really excited for this opportunity I have in, um, with a great team in the Cardinals. They, they loved when I was playing with Toronto last year. They loved when I played with the Mets last year so, or the, the years before that. So I think they're just excited with this new opportunity. It's a really exciting team um, and a great fan base. And, um, so hey, there's not too much grief. They're excited about this opportunity. Now you live with Robbie Ray in, in Toronto. How, how much did you stay in touch with Robbie Ray during this, during this time? And, and did you guys call back and forth and say, you know, how's it going? Uh, are you having conversations? What, what was your talks with Robbie during all this? Yeah, we, we had conversations. Um, we didn't talk, we text back and forth about random things that we goof off around and it wasn't, it wasn't much, about, hey, what you're doing, where you're going. It, and we had, like, conversations about that. We talked a lot about that during the season of, you know, I wonder what this is going to look like and stuff like that. But um, ultimately, you know, I was really happy for him, and um, I think Seattle's uh, really lucky to have him. How important was it to you to get to get a deal done before, you know, before the, the possibility of a lockout arises? It was really important to me and, and then my wife Taylor as well. I mean, just to have that certainty of where we're headed going next year and where we got to find a place in spring training, where I got to find a place in St. Louis, um, you know, to get to know the staff, even though, you know, who knows if I'll be able to talk to them, but, you know, just to now know the staff a little bit and kind of get out in front of that and kind of have a game plan and just some certainty, you know, going into these next, these next two months will be, will be crucial for me in the off season. This is where I really um, kind of, hit the ground running and start to really get ready. So to just to have a, a game plan, my personality, I, I like that. And I know my wife likes that as well. So it was important to us. You know, Stephen, I mean, I made up my mind a long time ago that, uh, you know, when it comes to vaccines, everybody does what they think is best for them. And, and uh, you know, the evidence is there. We know all about the consequences, et cetera. We know that the Canadian government is tightening rules around, around pro athletes, not just baseball players. And those rules may differ from the rules of the CBA. Now, I also know that you were on the COVID IL 
last year. I'm just wondering, was that, you know, was that any way a factor in your decision? And, and you know, uh, would you have had to be vaccinated in order to sign here? And do you think that's going to be a big deal for other free agents? Because I've had at least one agent tell me, you know, my guy's thinking twice about it. Yeah, um, you know, that's definitely a concern for me with that border. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. My, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, my wife's a traveling musician. You know, we could be starting a family here soon, and for her not to be able to come across the borders or have to quarantine, all that stuff, that definitely factored into my decision. I love, I love playing in Toronto. I love the city. I love the fans. Um, um, ultimately, I would say that definitely was in, was in my mind. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's it's a tough. Um, longest relationship as it is, and then her doing music throws another factor in there. And so, yeah, that definitely played into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, one of the things before we let you run, uh, I, I did want to ask you, um, if, 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 a, if a free agent was to call you, I don't know, a free agent pitcher and say, hey, man, what's it like to pitch in Toronto? What's it like to pitch for the Blue Jays? What would you tell them? Um, I've actually had that this offseason. And I... Oh, can you tell us who? very... Uh, no. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but um, I spoke very highly of it. Um, I love Pete Walker. I absolutely love throwing to Danny Jansen and the catchers there. I, you know, I still talk to those guys. It's an amazing group of guys. The fans, it was, I mean, even though we only had 15,000 in there, the fans behind you, um, it was, I really enjoyed my time there. And that's, that's really what I tell them. The, the supportive staff from the nutritionists, the analytic department to the strength coach to the trainers as everybody's just, had just such an, a great experience there. And so that's what I tell them. I, I don't really have any bad things to say. Um, and especially from Pete Walker and how much he helped me last year. Steven, listen, we really appreciate your time. I know that, uh, you know, with the uh, COVID situation last year, we weren't able to sort of, you know, there wasn't always that one-on-one sort of time to talk to players, players and media and that, but you did a lot of zoom stuff and you were always honest. You were always open. You were always giving your time. And uh, I know folks here really appreciated it. Yep. As I said, never mind the fact that you had a hell of a year and you're in a good place with a good catcher, good pitching coach. Uh, I really wish the best for you, man. And yep. thanks so much for doing this. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take All care. the best to you. All right, man. That's Stephen Matz, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, he's got, you know, he talked about Yadier Molina. And Yadier Molina, in addition to that, he's got Mike Maddox, the pitching coach. And Mike Maddox was in Montreal a little bit when I was there. He was finishing, finishing out his career. And he's a, he's a good guy. Like, there's, that's a good place. You know, it's funny when you, when you look at a guy as a free agent. And I always thought when David Price, I, I think David Price screwed himself by not going to St. Louis. I thought all along when he was a free agent, there's some guys that just fit the St. Louis. They, they just fit the St. Louis baseball culture, which is a great baseball culture. But it's it's different than New York in that it's it's a it's a little more respectful. You are a big deal when you are a St. Louis Cardinal player, but it's it's almost people tr- people put you on a little different pedestal than they do in a place like New York. You know, they give you your space. They treat you with respect. And if you talk to players who played there, they love it. And of course, the fan—I mean, it's a, it's a great ballpark. The fans are good. It's—I mean, it's one of the—it's one of the big baseball historically, one of the big baseball cities in the United States. There are some guys I just think 
that St. Louis fits to a T. And, and Steven Matz is very much that. I can see Steven Matz going there. Like I'm personally happy he didn't go back to the Mets. I can see Steven Matz going there, having a good career, being productive, being happy. Yeah. He talked about, I think his wife, if I'm not mistaken, they may live in Nashville. I don't know. I know she, I think her band's name is Kane. And I, I don't, I, I know that they're, they're a traveling band. They're a, like, they're a, they're, yeah, yeah. A, they're a big deal. And um, so, I mean, Nashville to St. Louis is not a far, it, it, it's not yeah, a far yeah, I'm commute. sure. I'm sure Max Scherzer's pretty, pretty happy that he didn't go back to New York either. Because, because you know, St- Steven sort of, sort of ticked off the, the owner yeah. and the owner said, okay, you, you want to do that? I'll, I'll give the next best thing, 43 and, and well, whatever I have to give him to get here. I, I'm with you. It'd just be interesting to see how Steven does. Steven, for me, seems like one of those guys that needs a little bit of encouragement. Like during the game, occasionally you mm. see him fish eyeing over to Petey, and Petey would give him a little sign like oh, Mike. kick it higher or keep the front side in oh, or Mike don't Ma- be listen, in such a listen, hurry, Mike Maddox, something like that. Mike's Ma- Mike Maddox gets yeah. a red ass too. Like, I mean, he'll yeah, be able to. Petey, it's rare Petey gets that. It's rare. Petey is very good being a salesman. Mm. He's very he's very good salesman when it comes to, especially these guys that have been around long enough to, really, that's going to work? <laughs> yeah, do it. It'll work, I promise. If you do it this way, we do it long enough, we work on it a few times, I promise it's going to work. It'll translate between the lines. And to have Stephen Matz come on and say what he said about Petey, and that'll be the interesting thing for me is when it starts going, yeah. is Molina enough? Who do you think Who do you think was the pitcher that asked, that asked Matz what it was like to pitch in Toronto? No, that's, that's an impossible question. I should have really dug I mean, him on I could, a little I more. Could, I could, I could take an educated guess if I if I look at it long enough, and I I could take some some other teams that he's been around, some free agents that yeah. that were there. You know, it's. <laughs> I just think it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, like I said, I think it's a good story. I'm happy. I I like a guy. I like a guy that comes to a city. And look, you know, what were we saying about Stephen Matz when he came here? Well, you know, people are always concerned he melts down on the mound and body language and et cetera, et cetera, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I mean, his first, remember his first bad outing. We said, okay, here's where we'll see what Stephen yeah, Matz yeah, is made be, of. Let's be honest. He had about 14 good starts. That, at, before, the, yeah. before he went on the IL for COVID, he wasn't great. He's he was trying better to find after he came off the The, the establishing the fastball in was was a challenge for him mechanically for whatever reason. He just and then when he went when he went on that and he came back, just seems like something clicked. Whether, yeah. whether he wasn't in a big hurry, whether he just thought you know it's free and easy here it is. See if you can hit it. I'm going to trust my stuff. Whatever the case was, he put everything together. Now it's four years, forty four million, a lot to pay a number four guy. Yeah, I mean right now on a good team, he's a four. Now will he probably be a three? For St. Louis, maybe. But four for 44 is a lot to pay a number four guy. And you hope when he goes there that he can continue to, to establish the fastball in and, and, you know, throw enough of the breaking ball, be arm speed enough on the changeup. The the length of his stride, I know that was an issue for Petey. Don't try and stride too long. Trust what your arm speed is, that it'll come out hot enough, that you will have the late life that you need to get right-handed hitters out. Let's, mm. you know... He, to say that Petey's taken to a whole different level and got him paid, is that an understatement? And and he he, I th- there was a a Mets owner who was visibly frustrated that Stephen Matz yeah. did not give him an opportunity to make him or offer him a deal, huh? 
Steven Matz. I so yeah, he's taking his game to a whole different level. And you wish he, he's a he's a he's a good guy. Like he's he's a hard worker. You can tell that he's a good guy. Now I wasn't around him as much as I'd like to be around him for obvious reasons. But the people I talked to, he's a hard worker. He, he would take information, which is not the easiest thing for veteran guys to do. He would take information like that's not going to work. Right here, it shows you it's not going to work. You need to work on that. You need to try and fix that. If you fix that, you'll get closer to where you want to be. And give him credit. He did it in the American League East. Coming to the American League East and trying to reinvent yourself, especially doing it in Buffalo and Dunedin, Mm -hmm. and then doing it in the American League East as a whole and doing it down the stretch when all those games mattered the most, tip your hat to him. He did it. Yeah. it. And. And I think when we look back on on last year, uh, when we look back on 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 last year, I call it this past year. I keep saying last year because I call it last year for the Blue Jays. I really think, in a lot of ways, that season. And I'm talking four or five years down the road. We're going to look at at this past season and think that it was, it was an important year for the organization because, when you look at how at, at the you know, the hurdles this organization faced with the border issues, with, with you know, moving from different, different ballpark to different ballpark, playing in minor league parks, coming back home and not having a full house. When you look at all those, all those things, the wheels really could have come off this because it it, it, it's, a, it, it's a team that has a core of young players the veterans were guys who haven't been there for a long time. Some of the veteran leaders were guys that just came in. And yet I look at this. I look at Marcus Semien spend a year playing for an organization that had three different home stadiums. Never, even, even in Toronto, that played in front of 15,000 people or so. Yeah. But again, it wasn't like it was crowds of 50,000. And had a great year. Turned it into a seven-year contract. Steven Matz, the same thing. A lot of guys came here last year. A lot of guys have come here post-pandemic. And they've, I don't know if I'd say they've saved their careers, but they've certainly changed the course of their careers. You know, Marcus Simeon went from a guy last year who couldn't get a contract to a guy who got seven. <laughs> seven for Marcus Simeon. Yeah. Robbie Ray was picked up. Who the hell knew what Robbie Ray was going to be? Robbie Ray oh. didn't know what he was going to be. That's why he wasn't a free agent last year. He stayed in Toronto. Look what he's getting. And Steven Matz, the same thing. I, I think that's important. When stuff like that happens, guys take notice. Because given where the game is going economically, Kevin, there's a pretty good chance that at some point, if you are a player, you are going to need, especially as you get up in, in, in your career, when you get into your late 20s, you may need to find a place where you can go play for a year, play your value up, be in a good team, be in a good market, have a good support staff. This is something the Jays could sell. This is something you can sell to a player. I'll tell yeah. you, you know, we were talking about Trevor's story yesterday, and I know there's talk out there that the Jays are still kicking tires on, 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 on Trevor's story, that there, there's, there might be some interest there. If I'm Trevor's story and I'm looking at a situation where I'm getting, you know, three years from a team I may not, yeah, I don't know, do I want to go there? Or I can get a three-year contract from the Jays with an opt-out after two or whatever and build my value up. I'm Trevor Story. I may look at it and go, Jesus, it did for Marcus Semmel. Yeah, you know as well as I do, the union's probably not going to allow that. Trevor Story is one of the biggest names and one of the biggest players in baseball, even though he's coming off a bad year. 
I just don't. I, see, I don't, don't actually see that. Marcus Simeon's a little older. Yeah, I, I don't know about that whole union thing anymore. I don't know about that. Does Union want Wander Franco to sign a 12-year contract he, he at 20? Not, that's what I said. That's what the Rays did. Don't start it with a one. Start it with a two. And you know a young 20-year-old, yeah. there's no way he could say no to that. Even his agency I guess. could never say no to that. But does the Union like I think that? There were, absolutely not. I think there will always be guys looking to come here. And, and yeah, it's funny. If you want to kind of extend that narrative, Josh Donaldson came here. Josh Donaldson was just a guy when he came here. He was. He was a guy who couldn't throw. I mean, he was a guy who was making 30 errors a year. Jose Batista, nobody wanted him when he came here. And we're going mm-hmm. back years. People forget Eddie. Eddie was let go by the Blue Jays. Yeah. Oakland picked him up. And then they let him go. Mm-hmm. And there is this. It seems to me when you look at organizations throughout history, there's, there's like historical periods. And, you know, there's the Jays, the early years. There's the Jays, the next edition of the Jays that got close but couldn't do it. Then there's the Jays that went to back-to-back World Series. Then there's kind of all these years in the wilderness. Then there was the, the Jays of Delgado and Green and, and, and real good team. But they just happened to be in the same division as the New York Yankees, who were ungodly good. Yeah. Then you got to the 2015 Jays, and if you go back, it started in 2012, and that, that then you get to that team where they they that that sort of era of Blue Jays baseball was a bunch of guys who saved their careers coming here. Yeah. And now we're in kind of that transition phase. Now you've got the young guys, the Bows, the Vladdy, mm-hmm. and. Teoscar Hernandez, I'll put him in there as well, and Alec Manoa. But now you're in kind of this transition period where the Jays are a mix of guys. They're veteran free agents, good young guys, and they've also become an organization where where guys go to to, to play up their value. That's what's the scary the, the scariest part about the American League East is all the names you just mentioned, all the great years that these guys had. They finished fourth. I know. It, it, is, it is terrifying. If you're Ross Atkins and you're going home and you're going, I lost this guy, I lost that guy. How do I feel in the blanks? And we had those guys last year and still uh, finished. Yeah, I, no, that, I, it's hard. Well, well, you have to. Yeah, If you're doing your job the right way, you have to. You I have to figure out ways. And that's why you said measure yourself they, against other they, teams they, in your division. You have to fi- do that. No, nah, they got to figure out a way to win three more games. Have to yeah, figure out you, a way you, to win. You, you would think the Red Sox are going to be a little bit better. They'll be a little I bit smarter about who. They, yeah, are they? they I think James so. Paxton's going to help them. No, but I think they're going to. Who's yeah, going to replace well, Eduardo Rodriguez? The, the Rays will always be the Rays. The, the Yankees are the one team for me. Got to make a serious run at this thing, or people are going to start losing their jobs, including the GM. So yeah, they're, they're, how do you compete against all those things? That's my point. It's a, and they're quiet. Why? Why are the Yankees so? Well, quiet? I think the I, th- I think as as Buster Olney has said, and I think he's right. There's a reason a lot of those teams are quiet, the Dodgers as well, and that's they don't know what to see. If you're the Yankees, you don't want to wake up one morning and find that you have to cut a check for fifty eight million dollars because the 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 luxury tax has, has, has gone to one hundred eighty <laughs> from two hundred and thirty yeah. or whatever the hell it I'm is. I'm with you, and, and that's part of it. And I think that may be part of what, what why Carlos Correa hasn't signed. Carlos Correa is a big market guy. Carlos Correa is probably sitting there thinking, yeah, let me see. Uh, I'm, sure know, Carl, I'm, I'm sure Carlos Correa's family is going to eat through the lockout. I'm sure they're going to be fine. He's sitting there thinking, let's see if I can get, let's see if I can get the Dodgers. Let's see if I can get the, 
Yankees involved in this. Although, given what happened with the Astros, that yeah. would be quite a reach. But let's see if I can get the Phillies involved. Phillies would make perfect sense. I think sense Phillies are the Korea. team that I'm kind of quietly not hearing a ton about. You exactly. just had an MVP guy playing right field. And he you spent a lot, a lot of money in JT Real Muto. You, like, you got some good at pitching. Some point, at some point, you got to step up. You do. It's time. And you're the Phillies. Exactly. And you're in a division where you got the New York Mets. And you got the defending World Series champions. And, and you, you got, got the, the Miami He's Marlins. taking a step back. And it's like, yeah, the door's a little open there for the Phillies, maybe, right? Well, the, either the door's a little open or the door's about to slam shut, but this is a big year for the Phillies. It's, Freddie Freeman? It's time to crap or get off What's the pot if you're the that? Phillies. So if you're the Phillies, I'm with you a little bit there. It's just, it's just an, it's an interesting thing if you're Ross Atkins. Just listen to you talk about all the good players and, and the career years. And, you know, Bo's taking a step forward. And Vladdy did what Vladdy did. Marcus Simeon and Jordan Romano, you know, uh, didn't blow a save forever. It's just... Teoscar Hernandez, which we rarely talk about. I, how do you get better? John Harper is Sportsnet New York's baseball columnist. He's part of their Mets coverage. He's part of their national coverage as well. Uh, he's covered the Mets forever. Almost as long as I've been around baseball. Uh, lots to talk to John about with the Mets, of course. Max Scherzer's record-setting deal. Steve Cohen's Twitter account. We'll find out what else the Mets are doing. Maybe get an update on, on Marcus Stroman, who I thought would have signed by now. And we'll talk about Kevin Gossman spurning the Mets for the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, and of course, because he's in New York, we'll ask him, the hell are the Yankees up to? John Harper of Sportsnet New York joins us next. This is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.